I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everyone and welcome into this episode of La Liga Lowdown. This is our series looking at the history and identity of each club in La Liga and we're now going to be covering Eibar. I'm your host Jim McTeer and we've got several guests coming up as we tell you this story. The story of the smallest ever club to reach Spanish football's top division. Before we get into the details of how they made it there, let's take in a few of their most memorable moments and achievements. Those were some of Eibar's greatest moments. Firstly, we heard the goal from Hota that won them their first promotion to La Liga. Then a couple of their biggest wins in the top division, defeating Valencia 4-0 away or Real Madrid 3-0 at home. As we heard in the commentary there at the end, you'd have to see it to believe it because this Eibar story is quite unbelievable. We're going to tell you exactly how it all came about. Here's Roman de Arquer to tell us the beginning of this story, coming up after a quick listen to the Eibar Club hymn. Eibar's story is perhaps the most unique you will hear in this club series. There's plenty of tradition and history, yet Eibar can claim to have the humblest journey to La Liga of any club. Tucked away in the lush green mountains of the Basque country, the town of Eibar began the 20th century with a meagre population of just 6,500 people. The main industry around which Eibar was built was the manufacture of arms, which would later give rise to the nickname Los Armeros. Inspired by the success of Athletic Club in nearby Bilbao, several teams sprang up around the town in the 20s and 30s. During the Spanish Civil War, however, Eibar was brought to a standstill. 
The town was bombed to devastation by General Franco's forces. In fact, Eibar lies only half an hour from Guernica. Similar scenes of destruction there would become the inspiration behind Pablo Picasso's world-famous work of the same name. Out of the embers of this destruction, two clubs, Deportivo Gallo and Unión Deportiva Eibarresa, survived and agreed to form Eibar Football Club in 1940. Like all clubs in Spain, they were forced by a decree to change their name to Castilian Spanish and subsequently adopted the name Sociedad Deportiva Eibar. Initially, they played in the red and white of Athletic Club until the Guipuzcoa Football Federation loaned them a full set of blue and red kit in 1943. They liked the colours so much, the club decided to keep them. Gradually building up steam, they would move to their ground to Ipurua in 1947, where the team still plays today. In 1950, Eibar managed promotion to the Tercera and just three years later made it to the second tier of Spanish football. For four years, the modest Basque side obtained a series of respectable mid-table finishes. This was achieved through a combination of hard work and sacrifice, despite their financial disadvantages, a theme that would accompany them through to the present day. Eventually, they succumbed to the relegation in 1958, which didn't seem like a disaster at the time. It would be the beginning of a long absence from Segunda A, though. The journey back was far more arduous than anyone could have imagined. Los Armeros spent the majority of the 60s and the first part of the 70s coming up tragically short of promotion. Three league victories and a remarkable seven second place finishes meant little as they continued to be denied promotion in the playoffs. Yet even that seemed more agreeable compared to much of the following decade which would bring hardship to both the town and the football club. An industrial crisis caused a decline in population which had reached nearly 40,000 as many factories relocated and most of the team's key players would leave too. A severe drop in results, combined with the creation of the Segunda B, caused a three-year spell in the regional divisions, the lowest league position since their formation. Winning promotion back to the Tercera in 1979, they again began their assault on what was now the Segunda B. After two blocks of high-rise apartments were constructed in 1982, Eibar would once again follow the fortunes of their surroundings. These blocks have almost become iconic. Towering over Ipurua, they give a perfect view of the pitch from the balconies. Like an imposing reminder of the humble nature of the club, Ipurua is dwarfed by the tenements above. That very same year, they won their tercera group, followed by a streak of three more second-place finishes. None of which led to promotion, of course. Eibar's inability to make it through the playoffs made promotion seem like an impossible task. Some thought the club was cursed. When they won their group in 1986, nobody was getting too excited. However, a 2-0 win at home meant they just needed to see out the second leg against Badajoz in the final. A 1-1 draw in the southwest of Spain brought wild celebrations with fans descending on Plaza Onzaga in the center of Eibar. Juan José Arrieta was the manager who finally broke the curse at the 14th time of asking. After the financial crisis of the early 80s, the feel-good factor was coming back to Diego Valley. The decline of the arms industry had led to the diversification of trade, with arms factories now making bicycles and sewing machines as well as guns. And with the curse finally broken, Eibar pushed on, needing just two years in Segunda B to secure promotion to Segunda A. Finishing 7th in their first campaign, they also made the round of 16 in the Copa del Rey, eliminating Sevilla in the process. Sweeping aside everything in their way, Eibar went on a 28-game unbeaten run to secure promotion directly. Without the agony of playoffs, they finally ended their 30-year absence from the second tier in 1988. During the remainder of the 20th century, Eibar became part of the furniture in the second division. It was common knowledge that their only ambition was to maintain the league status and enjoy while it lasted. 
and enjoy it they did. The 90s would be full of twists and turns as the club swung between avoiding relegation by the skin of their teeth and mid-table safety. They even came just four points short of promotion in 1997, the best season in the club's history at that point. In the 21st century, they'd rise even higher. That's right, Ibar rose all the way to the first division in the 21st century. They did so in 2014 and now Paco Pollitt is going to tell us what they did in the years building up to that and also what Ibar have accomplished since then. Nobody could have predicted how incredibly exciting Eibar's growth would be with the turn of the century. The first couple of seasons would unfold with the proper elements of any season for the Armeros, fighting tooth and nail for every point, making good use of their Ipurua fortress and picking up wins here and there in the Segunda until seizing the desired 48 or 50 points required to remain in the competition the following year. One of the highlights took place in the first season Atletico de Madrid played in Segunda, a big win in Ipurua with a 2-1 scoreline in April 2001 meant the sacking of Atletis manager Marcos Alonso after his side lost almost all hope of winning promotion that season. In the 2004-2005 season, with José Luis Mendilibar as coach and Gaitka Garitano as captain, Eibar finished fourth and actually spent 26 minutes inside the promotion positions on the final day of the season, but ultimately they just missed out. But then Eibar's placid adventure in the second tier of Spanish football was suddenly interrupted in 2006 after 18 consecutive seasons playing in Segunda. They got relegated, but their barren spell only lasted one year, as they were up again only 12 months later. Eibar managed to seize the 13th place in Segunda in the 2007-08 season, with a Basque derby against Real Sociedad as one of the league's highlights, but once again plunged to Segunda B in summer 2009. Obviously, something wasn't working properly. The board resigned and in the 2009-2010 season, the new president, Alex Aranzabal, began shifting the management model into something else. Aranzabal was only 34 when he became president, but he more than compensated for his lack of experience with smart choices, ambition and a long-term plan. However, getting back to Segunda wasn't as easy as planned. Eibar failed to do so under Ángel Villadero and Manix Mandiola as their coach between 2009 and 2012. Those three seasons, the team always ended in the top three of their Segunda B group, but failed to show their dominance in the postseason playoffs. A turning point was reached in June 2012, when the board appointed the B-team coach and former player Gaith Cagaritano as the new coach for the first team. The task seemed pretty simple, once again squeezing into the postseason and finally winning promotion back into Segunda. The way the team achieved this was more than impressive, displaying an absolute dominance of the league and getting Eibar back to the place they belonged to, the second tier. However, Garitano's masterful touch would remain even after that. Eibar had the smallest budget in the second division in the 2013-14 season and the objective was simply to avoid relegation. But the team won games and kept winning and kept winning. Suddenly, a club with a budget of only 4 million euros had a shot of winning promotion to La Liga. On May 25th, a 1-0 win over neighbors Alaves was combined with other results elsewhere to earn Eibar their first ever promotion into Spain top division. The celebrations in the small town of Avar were wild and would be remembered for many, many years. They even finished the season as champions ahead of Deportivo La Coruña. 
Eibar's sudden growth spurt meant that the team had to refurbish partially the Ipurua Stadium in order to gradually increase the attendance capacity from around 5.5 thousand fans to over 8,000 in the year 2020. The works began in 2014 and have taken place in a few stages since. Also in 2014, the club had to tackle an increase in capital in order to comply with La Liga's rules. Such a feat was achieved with a smart advertising and crowdfunding campaign, which pulled together over 2 million euros which came from more than 10,000 small shareholders from 69 different nationalities. The incredible efforts by the board and fanbase soon got a sequel inside the pitch, with Eibar surprising the opposition and finishing 8th after the first half of the competition. However, things turned south in the second round and Eibar ended 3rd to last in the standings, meaning that they would get relegated once again to Segunda. But they didn't, because Elche suffered an administrative relegation to Segunda B and their absence was covered by the Armeros, suddenly enjoying another chance to play in the biggest competition of the world. After a failed stint in Levante, José Luis Mendilibar was back to Eibar's bench in summer 2015 for a second shot at managing the team. This decision, one of the last ones taken by President Adam Zabal before resigning in May 2016, proved to be absolutely perfect for the club, who have enjoyed a stability and growth under such manager which lasts to this day. The record under Mendilibar in his five years as a manager has been absolutely immaculate for the team, conquering the 13th, 10th, 9th, 11th and 14th spots in the last five years, becoming a recognizable force in the competition and getting used to remaining the following season in the top flight. Additionally, the new training grounds have been projected in Areitio, where the new home for Abar's first team and Jouth Academy will be built starting in 2021. It's exciting times then for Abar. They've built such a strong project and so many people have contributed to this along the way. We can't detail them all, but we will discuss three of the club's legends in our next section. We've got Rui Barlow coming up next as he picks and discusses his top three Ibar heroes. Over to you, Rui. Earlier, Juan Jose Arieta was mentioned, the man who broke the promotion curse. Yet arguably, his replacement holds more of a place in the hearts of Ibar fans. At just 28 years old, Alfonso Barasoain took charge of a newly promoted side, it seemed an uphill task for the young manager. However, a steady 7th place finish was a great start. On top of that, he masterminded what was then Ibar's best ever Copa del Rey run and one of their biggest victories, beating Sevilla 1-0 at Ipurua. The following season, his side were unstoppable. Ibar won 22 and drew 4 of their last 26 games, conceding just 11 goals, leading to a remarkable league victory and the promised land, the second tier. Barasowain was renowned for results rather than stylish football. Not that the Ibar fans cared, especially when he returned in 1998. Second bottom when he arrived, Ibar looked destined for Segunda Bay. 13 points from safety, with 9 games to go, Barasowain ground out 6 victories and 3 draws, finishing a point above Racing Santander on the last day, securing his legend and safety. No surprise then that he was voted their most popular manager ever in 2015. One man who was there to see Barasoain's greatest successes, and a whole lot more, was José Ignacio Garamendia Mendizábal, El Carnicero, the Butcher. The goalkeeper spent his entire 19-year career with Ibar, making over 500 appearances. He was nicknamed so because, well, he was a butcher too, 
Alongside his playing career, Garmendia ran a local butcher's where he still works today. A hazardous occupation for a goalkeeper. On one occasion, he even missed two games after cutting his hands chopping meat. Joining the club in 1979 in the Tercera, he would see his side through two promotions and leave them in the Segunda A when he retired in 1998. Along the way, he collected two Zamora trophies, awarded to the keeper who concedes the least goals, and famously scoring one of his own, a long kick from his own area against Pontevedra in 1988. The eternal captain still attends games at Iparua today, a true legend of the club. It would be impossible to complete this section without mentioning the man who has brought Ibar the most success. The manager who's overseen the club's five highest league finishes, none other than Jose Luis Mendilibar. In 2004, Mendilibar had a single season with Ibar. They came within three points of promotion before he departed for Athletic Club. A decade later, he would return, with Ibar now up against it in the Primera. Since then, the good times have rolled in Goa. Working with by a distance one of the lowest budgets, Mendilibar's Ibar have never finished below 14th. At times, they've even threatened to reach European football. Finishing a best ever ninth in 2018, he came just six points off Europe in 2019. Far beyond the astonishing numbers, Mendilibar has instilled an identity and a pride in Eibar. Notorious for his intensity, Führer is capable at extracting as much from his players as Mendilibar is. Fewer still are loved as much. Eibar don't change for anyone, not even Real Madrid or Barcelona. With a distinct style and a laudable commitment to it, Eibar have won the respect of everyone. And so has the miracle man. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's one other element that I think is really important when it comes to explaining Ibar's success. It's their stadium and their fans. They're uptight and close to the pitch. We all know the famous saying of you don't quite know what you have until it's gone and that's especially true when it comes to Ibar's home crowd because the coronavirus pandemic saw Ibar's home farm get a lot worse once the doors were closed. We're going to hear from one of the most passionate Ibar fans now. We're going to hear from Unai Arasso who explains what Ibar and their atmosphere are all about. 
To understand Eivor's impressive merit, we need to put into perspective what the city of Eivor is. The smallest city in the world, which has both males and females football teams in their country's top divisions. Surprisingly, this season, Eivor is performing way better in, this, uh, in its uh, away matches. So what's going on this season with Eivor's home performance? Anyone that has visited Eivor during a match day would probably guess it. The atmosphere surrounding match. And with these conditions, the lack of the number 12 player, the fans cheering up and pushing non-stop Eivor towards victory, with Scotia Labrava as their main reference, is missed this season more than ever. This atmosphere is what is missed by the team, and to me, one of the main reasons why Eibar is losing so many points in Ipulua Stadium. On a match day, all the people dress in their Eibar t-shirts and crowd the streets, warming up the hours before the match, whilst they have some cold beers, wines and pinchos on the bars of the street in Dos de Mayo, Plaza Gonzaga. The streets are usually crowded with both Eibar and away supporters, which are received in town in a friendly way. Eibar has no ultra groups, and strangers are more than welcome to share some drinks and football experiences with us. As the match time arrives, people take their way slowly towards the near hood of Ibuluya Stadium, using some of the several electric stairs that makes the path to Ibuluya easier, so you can keep all your breath to cheer up your team at the stadium, since the stadium is placed on the highest point of the city of Eibar. The closer you get to Ibuluya, the soundier the atmosphere gets. And then you get into the stadium, a renewed stadium that keeps the original blend of the old days football. There are less than two meters from the goal to the seats on the streams, and less than one meter from the sidelines to the seats. It is so close that you can hear how players shout at each other. So close that you can see the ball rolling. So close that you can see the expressions of the faces of the players. So close that uh, you can even smell the freshly cut grass from your seat. Hopefully, Eber will manage to keep the category and the good old days when we could go to the stadiums will be back. Because pandemic football is not the football we like. And because above all, another football is possible. Yes, another football is possible. That's one of Eibar's slogans and they've consistently lived up to that with their actions as well as those words. Honestly, this story is one that makes football what it is. We love Cinderella stories, David and Goliath tales and this is definitely one of them. I hope you've enjoyed listening about it. I've been your host, Jim McTeer and my thanks go out to contributors Roman de Arcare, Paco Pollitt, Ruri Barlow and Unai Arasso. Remember, we are La Liga Lowdown and you can find us at laligalowdown.com and on social media. For now, thanks a lot for listening to this episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 